Hello everyone, this is Bhupender Singh and I hope you are all doing well. I'm simply blissed out as I bring a series of these podcasts which are actually my live conversations on Wisdom app. I wanted to pass on the learnings the coming together of beautiful minds with different backgrounds, with different experiences from different parts of the world. If you are seeking happiness, if you are seeking to add value to your life and also in the community you live in and also to this world, you have come to the right place. You don't want to miss series of these podcasts. They are golden nuggets in here. Nuggets of wisdom. Enjoy this episode and don't forget to listen to other episodes. Happy listening. Hello everyone. This is Bhupender. And I'm back here after quite a bit of time. And one of the things that resonated with the wisdom community or family was the poetry that I shared here today, that I shared here in the past. And I'm going to do that same here. And I will open this space with these four lines from one of my poems from the book called Symphony of the Soul and set the tone for this room after that. Love is my guru. If someone was to ask me, Bhupinder, tell me something about you. Who is your family? Who is your guru? And my answer will be, love is my guru. Light is my father. So the light here means wisdom. Light is my father. Beauty is my mother. Beauty is my mother. Bliss and joy are my children. Love is my guru, light is my father, beauty is my mother, bliss and joy are my children. And who does not want this family? Who does not want to be led by love? Love means equanimity, non-judgment, no fear, no deception. Who does not want love to be the guru of the family in which wisdom is the father? 
Wisdom is a discerning power. Wisdom is that muscle which is stronger than intellect. It is the power to untangle the toughest of the situations and beauty is my mother beauty is more than beautiful what is beautiful has a form shape and size so it is bound by the chains of time means it is impermanent someone's physical appearance could be beautiful a building could be beautiful but it's not everlasting so beauty is more profound than beautiful beauty is what makes that thing or object beautiful beauty is everlasting beauty cannot be captured in the bounds of time your thoughts when they are filled with love are the beauty and this beauty is also when we carry thoughts of gratitude abundance peace that's what beauty is a beautiful mind beauty is my mother and who does not want to be blessed and joyful so family in which bliss and joy are the children isn't this the family we all seek consciously or otherwise through the material world through the fame through the likes through the power in form of money status or anything else ultimately we are seeking what we call happiness a life to which we look up to every morning we wake up feeling abundant and that's only possible if in this family love is the guru light is the father beauty is the mother and bliss and joy are the children and i will open up and recite the whole poem so these four lines are essentially the thread that will connect the conversation we are going to have in this space tonight so the title of this first poem is dance of the spirit i bow to the dance of my spirit and when i bow to the dance of my spirit what happens 
I radiate truth and purity. I radiate truth and purity. I shine the light within me. I shine the light within me. Every breath follows spirit's path. What does this really mean? If you notice there is no mind, then a bow to the dance of my spirit. And I'm following the path led by my inner wisdom, my spirit, by consciousness. Remembering all relationships are transient as a journey on this earth. So I bow to the dance of my spirit. I radiate truth and purity. I shine the light within me. Every breath follows spirit's path. Remembering, this is important, all relationships, including my relationship with my mind and with my physical body, is transient. I journey this earth. I am beautiful when I follow the light of my spirit. I am beautiful when I follow the light of my spirit. My journey is smooth. My journey is smooth and light, like silken threads. My journey is smooth and light, like silken threads. Love is my guru. Light is my father. Beauty is my mother. Bliss and joy are my children. And always remember all relationships are transient as I journey this earth. My life is a dance of my spirit. I dance in ecstasy and joy. I bow to the dance of my spirit. And I will continue with the second poem. Which is sort of going to the place where I spent a lot of time. Where I was not awake to the dance of my spirit. It was the time when I was being led by the mind. And the title of the second poem is Smart Fool. Or let's call it A Wise Fool. What the title really means is someone who's wise but their actions are not led by wisdom. And if you are on path to self-realization, which I call 
spirituality. This poem will make a lot of sense. So I am wise, but some of my actions are foolish. And what is wise in this context is consciousness. Consciousness is wisdom. I've heard many times that we are having this humanly experience, but we are consciousness in this physical body. So the consciousness is that divine, but some of the actions are foolish. It is when I forget who I am. I forget that I'm actually that consciousness and I become attached to the mind or slash and to the physical body. Attach means I identify myself with the mind, with the thoughts, or I identify myself with this container called the physical body. And when me, the consciousness, you, the consciousness, we are divinely, but we are fools. Or I won't say we, I will say I am a fool. Or I was a fool when I identified myself with the mind or the physical body. Why is that? Because consciousness is beyond time. Like a light in a room at night time is unaffected by what is happening in the room. There is furniture in the room or there could be other objects or people in the room and they could be moving around or the leg of the table could be broken but the light in the room is unaffected. It is detached to everything that is in the room and what is happening in the room. But if this light in the room assumes that it is that moving object in the room, now it does not remember who it was. In every object and in the thing in the room is within the constraints of what we call time and space. And those objects could break, they could fall, but nothing is happening to the light. So when I'm consciousness, I'm that light. I'm wisdom, I'm divinely. But when I become attached to what is in the room, That's a foolish act. Why? Because light is consciousness. This mind, aka thoughts, and the physical body are the objects and the things in that room. When I, as a light, 
slash consciousness, identify myself with the thoughts or the physical body, starts my suffering and pain. Because both the thoughts have a duration. If we look at the mind closely, it's a collection of thoughts. Every thought has a beginning and an end. Bring me one single thought that is everlasting. And science has actually measured it or studied the number of thoughts the brain can process. Brain is a physical organ. Thought or mind, the scientists cannot put their finger on. Otherwise, they would have changed the thoughts of a person by now, which will be the cure for a lot of sufferings. So these thoughts that rise and fall have a duration. It's like birth and death. And in a given day, on 24 hours, a human brain can process up to 70,000 thoughts. But what's more important, 90% of these thoughts are recycled. And every given 1.5 second, we can process a thought, the brain can process a thought. So that tells us when we identify ourselves, when we as consciousness identify ourselves with the mind, with the thought, in a given day I will say, I can take up to 70,000 births and can go through 70,000 deaths. I don't want that. I want to be immortal. That doesn't mean extending the life expectancy, which is a physical body. It means I don't identify myself with what is taking birth and dying in form of thoughts. Physical body, of course, you know. There is a beginning, there is an end. So when I identify myself with either one of these, Though I am wise, though I am consciousness, but I am doing something foolish. So that's why the title of this talk today is A Divine Fool or A Smart Fool. So here goes the poem. In my deep slumber, in my deep slumber, I was not present at all. I wasted my precious breaths. I wasted my precious breaths to fuel my cunning mind. Means I as consciousness treated myself as these thoughts. It's like I'm trying to follow my own shadow. That's not very smart. The shadow is because of me. The mind is because of me, me being consciousness. The objects in the room are revealed because there is light in that room. Because there is consciousness, 
thoughts are revealed. So, in my deep slumber, I was not present, means I was not self-aware. I have not realized that I was actually the light in that room. I was not those objects. The only thing that's present means that's always there is the light. But the objects in that room can be moved out or they can deteriorate over time or they can disassemble. The table becomes wooden pieces. A wooden table can become wooden pieces. The only thing that's present or can be present is the light, is consciousness. And until I don't realize I am consciousness, I cannot be present. I will struggle. And too often, too many people are struggling with this concept of being present. And if you're not present, you lose the power of presence. You lose your power as that light, as that consciousness. So in the deep slumber, I was not present at all. I wasted my precious breaths to fuel my cunning mind. In this world of illusion, so this assumption that light makes that I am these objects is an illusion. So what happened in this illusion, when I as consciousness identified myself with the mind and or the physical body, I created an illusion or I became the illusion. In the world of illusions, my mind was enchanted by false beauty. My soul was numbed in fear. And my life and me danced without grace. In the world of illusions, my mind was enchanted by the false beauty. My soul was numbed in fear and my life and me dance without grace. When we think or assume we are the mind or the physical body, the fear of death is imminent. The fear of losing everything we have is always a clear and present danger. Why is that? Because I'm sleeping. I'm identifying myself with something that I'm not. Not a very good place to be. Not a wise thing to do. So what happened further? While dancing with the dead, dead here is not physically dead, means the consciousness that has assumed that it is bound by time and space means it's either a thought or a body. While dancing with the dead, I fell off the face of earth. When I looked at the world behind me, I saw the darkness of my own life. This is waking up. 
while dancing with the dead, I fell off the face of earth. It means something big happened in my life which shook me to my core. And it fell off the face of earth. When I looked at the world behind me, it means I was pulled out of the slumber. I saw the darkness of my own life. That's what happened. I laughed. In my laughter, I rolled back my head. In my laughter, I rolled back my head. Curly locks of my hair swung wild and got caught in the churning dares of illusion, breaking my neck and my head fell down in shame. And my head fell down in shame. What a smart fool, what a divinely fool I was. I danced deaf and blind to the loud noise of my own ego. So ego is illusion here. Ego is my falsified self, a.k.a. mind or the body. What a divine fool I was. I danced deaf and blind to the tunes of my own ego, cheered by fools who still sleep. Cheered by fools who still sleep. I had surrounded myself by the people who had the same level of awareness, where that level of awareness is association, identification, attachment to what is transient, what is impermanent, in form of my thoughts and my physical body. I woke up. I woke up from the deepest sleep. I woke up from the deepest sleep, the doors of my soul sprung wide open. The doors of my soul sprung wide open and winds of awakening gushed in. And wings of awakening gushed in, filling my life with beauty and love. Filling my life with beauty and love, now I dance without any care. Now I dance without any care, free and sober in this intoxicated world. Now I dance without care, free and sober in this intoxicated world. Now my soul smiles. Now my soul smiles quietly in peace. Now my soul smiles quietly in peace, deafening the fearful, fearful voices of my mind. Deafening the fearful, fearful voices of my mind. What a divine fool. What a divine fool. So this is the story. And I penned down this poem, I can't even remember exactly when. And on my journey of becoming authentic, living authentic, 
on my journey of self-realization, poetry played a profound role for me. I'm not a poet. I never write poetry because I want to be a poet. It's more of an expression to capture something that's so abstract that the logical mind cannot comprehend it. Poetry offered me that vehicle of expression. Even though I fail every time when I try to express my inner journey, but in that failure, there is some joy, knowing that as this mind, when, when, when I converse with you, I have to do that through the mind, through the thought, but I'm not this mind, not this thought, because mind or the thought is very limited. It's, it's comparable to a spoonful of water um, versus an ocean. If, if consciousness is the ocean, then the intellect or the mind is a spoonful of water from that ocean. So it means mind can never capture or fully comprehend consciousness, but mind can become consciousness. And that becoming consciousness is healing. That is returning to our natural, our authentic, our true self. And our true selves are not different because there's only one ocean, but you could have hundred spoons filled with water from the same ocean. And as mind or these physical bodies, we are those spoonful of water from one ocean of consciousness. And for me, this is becoming the ocean, becoming consciousness is the healing. And it's a step beyond the physical healing. Healing means when we return to our natural state. Our natural state is this joy and bliss. Natural means no reason. Normally, we are happy there is a reason. But this happiness is without a reason. Without a reason. And if someone asks you why you're happy, normally we have a reason. I'm happy because today I... Someone gave me respect. Or someone listened to me very attentively. Or someone cares about me. It's all good. But it's impermanent. It is at the level of the thought. But when I'm fully healed, I'm actually happiness. I'm actually peace. And that happens through this family I called love is my guru. If someone was to ask me, how do we heal? So I would say, you need to have this family in which love is the guru. Love here is 
of our unlimited self. And if we don't have access to that unlimited self, let's surround ourselves with people who we can participate or have this uh, conversations or collaborations. Love is my guru. Light is my father. Wisdom, consciousness. Light is my father. Beauty is my mother. Bliss and joy are my children. If you marinate yourself in this family, you are bound to heal. You are bound to become what you are seeking. You are bound to be free of duality. Thoughts, aka duality. Mind, aka duality. Where consciousness is beyond duality. There's only one light in that room we talked I talked about earlier. It is the one light in that room that shines on every object in that room. But the objects or things in the room are many. Light is consciousness. And is illuminating four walls, the ceiling, the floor, every object in that room. But the objects are many, things are many in that room. Thoughts in the mind are the objects and the things and there are many in the room, but the light is one, non-duality, oneness, consciousness. These are all synonymous, different words to say the same thing. And I will share one more poem and I want to keep this short. And I do see maybe 27 people pass through this room. Anyone can step in whenever you feel like. This space is always, always open. This is not a room with four walls where entry is restricted. This is the space. This is the consciousness. So the last poem I'm going to share is called or is titled the the layers of time the layers of time i have lost myself i here is my identification with what is impermanent which is mind aka thoughts or and the physical body. I have lost myself to be one with my beloved. Now, this is another expression. If you are into Sufism or mystic poetry, the word beloved here means consciousness. It is not an entity, to be clear. 
I have lost myself. I have lost all my false identifications. I have lost myself to be one with my beloved. So the one word is very important. So when two people meet, they are still separated and end of their meeting, they go their own ways. This meeting with the beloved or with the one is similar to if in the dark space light enters and I would say the light is meeting the darkness. But what is really happening after that meeting? Only the light remains. That's the meeting. That is one. When I'm one with my beloved, what that really means is there's only beloved. That darkness cannot see light. But if you have to use words to express that meaning, that oneness. So when light, say candle, or with a candle, we enter a dark room. What happens to the darkness? It becomes one with the light. And what remains? Only the light remains. So I have lost myself to be one with my beloved, my dreams and my desires. My dreams and my desires have converged into the mirror of time. My dreams and desires have converged into the mirror of time. Now I hold nothing. So I'm that darkness when I identify myself with the mind or the physical body. But when I become one with my beloved, what happens to everything that I hold? The dreams and desires. They disappear because I am no more. Darkness is no more. So what was held in the darkness is no more. My desires and dreams have converged into the mirror of time. Now I hold nothing. Slowly, gently, the wheels are, have lifted for reality to gaze upon its bride of unconditional love. For reality to gaze upon its bride of unconditional love, I am sad at the loss of myself. I am sad at the loss of myself as a fizzle into the smoke of a fire that has turned all of my desires into ashes. I am sad at the loss of myself as a fizzle into the smoke of a fire that has turned all of my desires to ashes. And let's call this healing. Let's call this melting of the ego. 
Let's call this the light in that room, realizing that it is the light in the room, not the objects and the things in the room. Awakening can be difficult, depending upon how attached we are to our impermanence in form of thoughts in this physical body. That's why I am sad at the loss of myself as a fizzle into the smoke of a fire that has turned all of my desires to ashes. Naked now. Naked now is consciousness, my true self. <coughs> Excuse me, I have a little bit of dry thought, uh, dry throat. Naked now, aware only a smile. Naked now, I only wear a smile. Voiceless now, no thoughts is voiceless. Voiceless now, I sing. <laughs> voiceless now, I sing, means my thoughts are not arising from self-centered self. The thoughts are pure, means they are altruist. They are looking for the well-being of humanity. That's why this voiceless now, I sing blind now, I see infinity. Naked now, I wear only a smile. Voiceless now, I sing blind now. I see infinity as creation unfolds in me, as creation unfolds in me, you have engulfed me in the flames of your love. As creation unfolds in me, you have engulfed me in the flames of your love. I'm the heartbeat of oneness. I'm the heartbeat of oneness, the smile aware now, and your light shines in me. I am one by thee. I'm one by thee now. I'm one by thee forever. In other words, I have realized that I am the light. I am the consciousness. And at any cost, I'm not going to identify myself with what is impermanent in that room this physical body and this thought, that sheer joy 
being present is good enough. Impermanence does not enchant me anymore. So this is a story of a divine fool. And that was the title of today's talk. And I try to convey that a very profound and sometimes a very serious topic of spirituality, of self-realization in a lighter tone. And as simple as I could make it through these poems and a hope from the deepest of my heart that you gain the something through these words that I shared with you. And even if these words did not resonate with you, because you might not have heard someone speak in this fashion about a topic, or a subject, or a pursuit, or a seeking, which is taken too far, too much seriously. It needs to be taken lightly, because it's the most easiest thing that can ever happen to you in your life. It's like a rubber band. When we pull it, it is stretched. It is not in its natural state. And it took effort to stretch that rubber band. And I ask you, how much effort does it take for that rubber band to return to its natural state? Zero effort. Zero effort is required for the rubber band to return to its natural state and for us to return to our natural state. Zero effort. All the effort that's being uh, uh, applied through rituals and different methods and processes is simply the preparation. It's simply the preparation for the moment where it will become effortless and you will be totally, fully healed without any effort. But as long as you feel it is hard, you are applying the effort, you might not be moving in the right direction. Why would you like to walk through a closed door? <laughs> because the mind always wants to do something. Then it can talk about it. And that's where, where a lot of time is spent. I'm not saying I didn't do that. I did. That's why I know. But it's as simple as that. My intent is to inspire so you can take upon your own healing journey. And the other thing I want to share, a lot of people, when they think about spirituality, when they think about awakening, they think materialism 
is a roadblock? Heck no. Why not? Here's another metaphor. And, and you will notice I use a lot of metaphors. Because it's very easy for me to quote from different scriptures, books of wisdom, and so on, and so on, and so on. And you have heard that million times. The metaphors for me are like meditation. I have read a lot of books, scriptures, but I don't memorize those, or I can't even memorize what I read. But I create metaphors, so they are created for me. And the metaphor about why materialism is not a roadblock to spirituality will be evident through this metaphor. So, just assume there is a river or an ocean and I get into that ocean in a boat or the river because I want to go to the other bank and the boat sinks and I drown. So, and then I have to find out a reason why my boat sunk or why I drowned in the water. I'll say the water flow was too strong or there was a splash of wave and so on. So the river is responsible for my drowning. Great. The river here is materialism. Because of materialism, I cannot meditate. I cannot focus on things that really, really matter. I can, cannot focus on myself. I cannot be spiritual. Means I drown. And why, why I drown? Because there is water, there is river. So that's one perspective, one way of thinking. Very popular. Very popular. So if you believe in this perspective, or this is your perspective, then of course the solution is to never go back into the river. Because the river will drown you. Materialism will drown you. And then you choose to live on a mountaintop. It's your choice. And that is one reason a lot of people don't want to quit this life. Don't want to leave the materialism. And the second perspective is for both. Those who don't want to leave and those who are left. So as I say, if I was that person who took their boat into that river, flowing river, and drowned, I look closely and I find these damn holes in my boat. Now I know it's not the river that drowned me. It was the holes in my boat. And what I do then? I plug those holes. Then I put back my boat into the same river. And what's going to happen this time? The river that drowned me the first time will take me to the other bank, to the shore. And what if there was no water in that river? 
Will I be able to go to the other bank? No way. So what really helped? That river, that water, this physical wall, this materialism can also be the catalyst. Means you could still have your regular job, you could still have your possessions, but you could still be spiritual. What that really means? You're not possessed by your possessions. It's okay to have possessions, but to be possessed by your possessions is attachment. And what is a greater test? To be of the spiritual world, to be in that water and not drown. Then you're truly spiritual. But if you have left that river, there are no chances for you to drown, but you don't know if you will drown or not. You don't know if your awareness is elevated or not. Elevation of awareness is our detachment from our physical body and our mind or thought body. The only way to know that is being in the water, being in this world. So if your mind was giving you an excuse that I'm going to, at some point in my life, leave all my possessions and become a monk, a physical monk, who lives in a mountain, who lives in a cave, now your mind does not have that reasoning anymore. It's actually your mind that is defeating you. So what that really means, if you are seeking your true self. There are no excuses for you not to do it. If you have any excuses, it's your sly mind playing with you. And if you have any questions or doubts, ask me and I will speak only from my experience, from what I know. And if you don't know the answer, I don't know the answer. It's as simple as that. And it's been almost an hour, and time for me flew by. <laughs> I didn't even realize. So I'm going to leave this space. I'm not calling it a room. I'm calling it space. And we all entered this space for the time being. And thank you for being part of this space for the time being. And with that said, I wish you well. I wish you well. I wish you healing. And until next time, Take care. Thank you so much for being part of this space.